Friday. Uh, I think I need to turn. Yeah, turn our turn our volumes up a little. Headphone volume has to come up. That's much better. Hello. Oh, there we are. Yeah, there we wow, are. Wow, very fancy. <laughs> yeah, the new headphones in the studio. Mm-hmm. This is Please Tune In. I'm Ryan. I'm Allison, and you're listening to Please Tune In on WXVU 89.1 The, the Roar. Roar. Um, we're super proud to announce for the first time in our history that we are now able to be heard on 89.1, the FM signal, all day, every day. Um, so listen to us 24-7 on your FM dial. It's super exciting. Um, Ain't nothing like listening to the radio in the car. That's the best place to listen. Exactly. I love listening to the radio in the car. Allison's taking a sip from her beverage. She got Baby Yoda. Y'all know the character Baby Yoda? She popped him in a blender and is now drinking <laughs> is fluid <laughs> i'm drinking an iced matcha it's not true also be sure to stay tuned on our podcast feed uh now all shows are uploaded as podcasts to our spotify and apple podcast pages so if you'd like to listen to any wxv shows wxvu shows that you've missed you can just head to wxvu on spotify or on apple podcasts and find us there and listen uh, we are, bear with us for a second, we are getting our technology set up for our show today, but I hope you're all having a wonderful week and a great start to the weekend. Um, this weekend is Parents Weekend. I'll do a quick announcement about that. It's this weekend, the 23rd, which is today through the 25th. It's an opportunity to spend time with loved ones, connect with the Villanova community, and hear about the wonderful things happening at the university. If you are looking for up-to-date details on Family Weekend events, including the Saturday Night Comedy Show featuring Colin Jost, the Family Weekend 2022 Guide in the Nova Guides app is now available in the Apple App Store and Google Play stores. Don't listen to our show, though. <laughs> yeah, don't listen to our show. <laughs> yeah, don't do not do that. I don't know, I don't know uh, who would... I'd be curious to see if anyone has listened. Do we have any listeners right now? We have seven listeners. We have right seven now. listeners right now. Hi, seven listeners. Six. Someone just left. Oh, Damn. man. That's Guys, are we oh, that bad? Darn. Is it five now? No, it's, it's still six. Oh, it's still six. If we could bump it up. To, let's bump it up to 12. Have a little kind of like JC and the Apostles kind of thing going on. Exactly. I agree. Right. Who's going to be the Judas? That's what I want to <laughs> know. Anyway. <laughs> That's funny. Um, I'm trying to find the Villanovan online. No print Villanovan this week. Yeah, the no print. That's, what are we going to do? We like rip all of our content from them. Exactly. We have no original content. Yeah. Um, anyway, we'll pop some music on for <laughs> to get us started here. Yeah. What do you want to listen to, Allison? Um, I'll put on my song of the week which is Accidentally in Love by the Counting Crows from the Shrek 2 soundtrack. Yes. And then, Ryan, what's your song of the week this week? Um, 
You got me thinking. Uh, play I Need a Hero from the, the Shrek soundtrack. Awesome. Are we doing Shrek soundtrack today? Yeah, we're doing Shrek Shrek stuff today. Okay. We need <laughs> we're doing Shrek stuff. Shrek, I think Shrek is still the highest grossing animated film franchise. Are you kidding? I think so. Yeah. I could fact check that. We got to get a fact checker in here. No, we're, we we're do Snopes need a fact at. checker. Um, oh, Snopes. That's pretty funny. Yeah, we should hire someone to be our fact checker. But anyway, let's take a quick musical interlude and have some music from the Shrek soundtrack while we get ourselves established for the week. Um, Real quick, I can answer a question. Oh, yes, go ahead. So, let's see, where's the list? Okay. Oh, this is individual movies, not franchises. Oh, oh, goes to like, hmm, hmm. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> I, should, I should narrate what I'm hmming <laughs> at. <laughs> yeah, you should. Okay, the... Hi- okay, this is honestly terrible. Highest grossing animated film ever. Wait, I want to guess. I want to guess. The highest grossing animated film ever. Yeah, it came out rec- like very Is recently. it the Emoji Movie? No. Is it... Um, You're not going to guess this. Is it the Trolls Movie? What? No. That, I'm g- trying to guess. Is it a children's movie? Yeah, they're, they're all. The, the highest they're all gr- children's movies? What, like, adult animation movies really, like, pop no, up at the I box office? No, I don't, like, um, Into the Spider-Verse. That's a kid's movie. No, that was, like, adults love that movie. Yeah, it's a good movie, but it is a kid's movie. No, but there's a difference between something being a kid's, like, ex- just for kids and, like, for a broader audience. That's true, that's true. When content is made, like, for kids, like, you Well, I guess, I guess, okay, then I guess this one is somewhat for a broader audience. Can I get, is it part of a franchise? It's a remake. It's a remake. What? Is it the new Lion King? Yeah. Oh, really? Which is okay. That's the highest grossing animated yeah. film ever? Yeah. What? Uh-huh. Dude, I saw maybe one trailer for that movie. How is that the highest grossing I animated don't know. film ever? So, something about that movie like ticks me off pretty pretty <laughs> bad because like <sighs> why? Like no, why I don't know. make it? There was like, no why, point to make like, it. Like wh- why make it? Like it's 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 like there's like an uncanny valley yeah. element to yeah, it, yeah, like because yeah. it's like the animals can't show emotion, right? Like if you're doing a movie where the characters are animals, why make it look realistic? Yeah, what's the point? Like animation enables you to give them like expressive faces exactly. and to have like fun visuals. Exactly. Like it's a it has value unto itself. It's yes. not like it's not like damn they they made it too deep just because they didn't have the tech to make it photorealistic. Which is just no, really dumb. dumb. It was a ca- hey, it was a cash grab, and it, they grabbed, oh, a, lot they grabbed a lot of cash. They grabbed a lot of So how much money was grossed with this movie? World worldwide gross was oh one point six billion dollars. Oh my god! The number two Guys. movie was Frozen Two. Oh, that doesn't surprise me. And the me. number three was Frozen. Fro- really? Frozen Two made more than Fro- well, I guess after the hype had been established for Frozen. Everyone and their mama had to go see Frozen All, Two. Every movie in the top eleven came out. Um, post 2010 are you joking me all of them wow that's yeah. crazy yeah wow wow yeah anyway let's play some music yeah anyway enjoy some music from the shrek 2 soundtrack ryan would you mind hitting play on yes, the ox for us all right we'll be back
Hello. We're back for a brief interlude. We pardon the lack of cohesion on our show today, but the Villanova not coming out this week really threw us off. I know. They What's going given on? Us a heads up. They should have told us. They should have written us a correspondence and sent a message via carrier pigeon to let us know that there will be no Villanova this week. Exactly. Only a few articles published online about how we should rename John Barry Hall because he owned slaves. Commodore John Barry. Commodore. The, f- the founder of the U.S. Navy. He was. He was the father of the U.S. Navy. W- like, what war were we fighting back then? Like, the <laughs> war against, like, the Barbary Pirates I or something? Oh, my God, stop. No, I don't know. That is the that is the coolest war America's been involved in. Do you want to talk about that for a little bit? I mean, for those of you that don't know, during the presidency of Sir Thomas Jefferson, who also owned slaves, way more than John Barry, we got to, we got to, we got to note, um, I don't think it's like the quantity. I think it's just like the fact of it. I suppose so. Um, <laughs> I don't know if slavery is one of those like things that like the the more you did it, the w- I think it's just like bad. I th- I think yeah, it is just bad. But I do think the more you did it, the, the worse. worse. I guess so. Right? I guess I guess so. Yeah. Like we we say serial killers are worse than like just one-off murderers. Yeah, okay. You make a good point. Yeah. Okay, fair anyway, enough. Anyway, um but the Barbary War, so uh US like merchants were getting uh attacked by pirates in the Mediterranean. Um, That's where I'm from. Yeah, these were like North African pirates that lived that were based out of cities like like Algiers and um like Tunis. That's really cool um, actually. Yeah. Um, the uh, Knights of Malta actually also did piracy against Muslims in the Mediterranean. Did that they was really? One, that <gasps> they would raid. Yeah, that is so sick. Yeah, actually. Um, yeah, but the they were like attacking U.S. ships. So Thomas Jefferson was like, oh, "We're we're gonna go to war with." I don't know. He didn't. He probably didn't sound like that. I don't know what he sounded like. Um, <laughs> too bad we don't have like recordings. But he he was like, "We're gonna go." bomb them with our cannons until they stop raiding whoa i didn't even know that and it worked i think it worked yeah that's so cool wow that's so fun Mm mm-hmm yeah anyway anyway hey back to the music back to the music
And we're back. Hello. Those were two songs from the Shrek movie soundtrack. We hope you guys enjoyed them. Yeah, I did. I know I did. I know I certainly did. Um, so Ryan wants to do his bit since there's no Villanova in this week. We're going to do this day in history. I found an event that I actually really like. Yeah, tell it. Um, but You want me to start? Yeah, Ryan can kick it off also. I have some background music for us. Oh, turn it down a little bit. Turn it down a little bit. Okay, okay. So, three years ago, in 2019, the British travel company Thomas Cook Group declared bankruptcy, leaving its employees without jobs and 600,000 customers stranded abroad. Oh my God. <laughs> Hotels throughout the world were stuck with $415 million in unpaid bills. No way. That's crazy that you can just do that. As a company, you can just fold and be like, all right. You know, like, you can't declare bankruptcy for student loans. Really? Yeah, you can't. That's interesting. It's like illegal. I don't know exactly. Anyway, the best event that happened this day in history happened in 1944. And on this day, FDR defended his dog in a speech. He defended his dog in a on speech. On September 23rd, 1944, during a campaign dinner with the International Brotherhood of Teamsters Union, President yes. Franklin D. Roosevelt makes a reference to his small dog, Fala, who had recently been the subject of a Republican political attack. Oh, my God. The offense prompted Roosevelt to defend his dog's honor and his own reputation. After addressing pertinent labor issues and America's status in World War II, Roosevelt explained that Republican critics had circulated a story claiming that Roosevelt had accidentally left Fala behind while visiting the Aleutian Islands earlier that year. They went on to accuse the president of sending a Navy destroyer at the taxpayer expense of up to $20 million to go back and pick up the dog. Roosevelt said that though he and his family had quote, suffered malicious falsehoods, end quote, in the past, he claimed the right to, quote, object to libelous statements about my dog, end quote. Roosevelt went on to say that the desperate Republican opposition knew it could not win the upcoming presidential election and used Fala as an excuse to attack the president. Boy, was he he right. Poor Fala. Poor what Fala. did she do wrong? I know. That's so sad. I know, right? Isn't that devastating? Yeah. Poor baby. All right. N- the next event. In 1973, 49 years ago, Juan Perón returned to power in Argentina. He was uh, the dictator of Argentina. Oh, how fun. And th- this is notable because during an Anne Welsh McNulty women's leadership <laughs> thing meeting, uh, what they we t- we were like played a game where each person, it was basically like headbands. So oh, everyone had fun. to like have like a, like a post-it note like on their like back or something. That was like uh, a notable woman, and um, one of them was Isabel Peron, Juan Peron's uh, wife. wife, and also at 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 a, at a point like the leader of Argentina. Oh, slay! Very fun, a girl boss. A girl boss, for sure. Yeah. So the next event of note that I think we uh, need to note. So okay, this is a really cool one. In 1889, 133 years ago, Nintendo was founded. No way! Yeah. That is actually cool. They Nintendo's an old, old company. 133 years old. But that's actually old. really cool. Yeah, they marketed playing cards. Aww. Initially. That's yeah. cute. What's your favorite Nintendo character? Who? F- is it just like the Super Mario? And is that all Nintendo? And I think they also own Pokemon. They Oh, I was never a Pokemon kid growing up. I never watched it. Um, I never got into it. 
So I guess I would say Rosalina from the Nintendo. Mm. She was always so beautiful to me. Who's your like go-to Mario Kart? Rosalina. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I play as Rosalina. Wow. My dad's go-to is Yoshi. <laughs> Yoshi's a good one. Yoshi's Yoshi. a good one. All right. Well, what else do we got? Uh, 176 years ago, they discovered Neptune. Yeah, I saw that too. That's cool. And during the Cold War, President Truman announced that the Soviets have exploded a nuclear device. Ooh. <laughs> It's so fun. Wow. History. This is a fun one. So older than the discovery of Neptune by one year, 177 years ago in 1845, the Knickerbockers Baseball Club (laughs) was the first baseball team to play under modern rules. Fun. So base like modern rules baseball is 177 years old. No wonder it's so boring. They invented it when people literally had nothing better to do. Uh, it is a very old uh, sport. Hundred and like eighty years old, bruh. Yeah. That's crazy. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Anyway, anything else you want to touch on from history today? Yeah, there's a few things. There's a few. Okay, things. go ahead. I don't find history very interesting, so Ryan's gonna do his little bit over here. Uh, Three hundred and eighty years ago, in sixteen forty-two, the first commencement exercise occurred at Harvard. What does that mean, commencement? Like, graduation? Graduation. Oh, wow. So, 380 years ago was the first Harvard graduation. Wow. Which is crazy. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, here's a fun one for any treasure hunters out there. <laughs> the royal merchant carrying a treasure of over 100,000 pounds of gold is Whoa. lost at sea. <gasps> we should go find it this weekend. Yeah, we should. That'd be fun. Wow. That'd be so fun. Amazing. Lucky to go find treasure. That's really cool. Yeah. I've always wanted to go on those, um, what's it called? Geocaching or whatever oh, it is. Oh, yeah. I've, I've done geocaching. You have? Mm-hmm. What did you do? Uh, like went into the woods with my Boy Scout group and Aww, like found, found one. That's so cool. I, think I was honestly like Cub Scouts at that point. Aw. Yeah. I always wanted to try it because it looked so fun. Yeah. All right. So the last one that I want to mention. Yeah, go for it, Ryan. Is 900 years ago. <laughs> Bro, no way they were writing it down to the day 900 years ago. In 1122, Pope Calixtus II. No, come on now. And the Holy Roman Emperor, Henry V, agree to the Concordat of Worms to put an end (gasps) to the investiture controversy. What does that mean? So I actually learned about this in my Renaissance class. Yes, go Renaissance class. So the investiture controversy was about who had the power to appoint bishops oh interesting the pope was like me and the holy roman emperor was like, <laughs> was like me, me. <laughs> <laughs> and they they had to have the concordat of worms brought all the worms together and the worms can choose the bishops yeah they say the worms well what they actually ended up saying was that the um holy roman emperor could um nominate candidates but ah, the pope, had, the pope had ultimate decision i see interesting it makes sense it does make sense that is indeed interesting yeah yeah so that was today in history yeah that's a fun, a fun event that is a fun event um thank you for sharing that tidbit of history mm-hmm, i find mm-hmm. history incredibly boring and oh, i do well. not like it well i mean okay come on now <laughs> you're I'm listening to wxvu 89.1 the roar you really are yeah. Um, anyway, you you got any 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 juice, any sauce for us today, Allison? No, I'm just tired today. You're tired? Yeah, I'm pretty tired. How are oh. your classes going though? Everything's going kind of well. Yeah. I mean, me and you are taking 
American Sign Language together. Yeah, ASL is so uh, cool, guys. It's a fun class. It's a fun class. I like it. Um, I signed something to Alice, and y'all didn't see. Cause it's, <laughs> it's, yeah. uh, it's a secret. You guys can't <laughs> know unless you learn ASL. Um, but uh, what else am I taking? I'm taking, uh, like I mentioned, a class on the Renaissance. Indeed. I went to the this Monday, the rare books collection here in Falvey Library. Oh yeah, Library. you should tell people about that because I, I didn't a, even know we had that. It is. It's on the second floor. If you go up the stairs that the way you would normally kind of go up to get to um like the writing center, right? Mm-hmm. And you immediately make like a hard like left. Mm-hmm. Go down that hall and then sort of make like a like a right. You'll come to it. It it, it looks cool. There's like artifacts and stuff in there. There's some I'll mention the most notable things in there yeah there is a four thousand five hundred year old cuneiform tablet that's so cool that is literally so cool i'm gonna go touch it i'm gonna go lick it it was taken from a dig site in the british mandate of iraq in like 1900 or something well you know it wasn't the british mandate at that point it was just the Ottoman Empire. I'm gonna at go that take point. a bite out of it. For it was real. it was a dig site in what's now Iraq in the Ottoman Empire that some plucky Augustinian was at, and he brought it back to Villanova. He put it in his robes. He was like, "I'm taking this back home." I mean, they probably had a bunch of them. These little tablets. What it is is it's a tax record for a cow. Oh, for a cow. They had taxes back then. The cows had to pay taxes. Yes. Aww. So sad. Um, it was interesting. It was really cool, though. That is really cool, actually. Yeah. Um, wow. What else do they have? They had a bunch of medieval manuscripts. That's fun. Um, with, like, you know, done in that whole style. It's, it's, it's fun holding them to think that, like, a thousand years ago. You had ago, to hold it? Like, touch yeah, it with you your had to hand? Hold, th- one of the books they passed around was, wor- was worth half a million dollars. How do they let you touch it? What if you have, like, French fry grease on your fingers? They said wash your hands before you Oh, come. my God. Um, That's crazy. I would not let college students be touching priceless artifacts well not priceless five hundred thousand it's price but it's priced at five hundred thousand dollars <laughs> yeah that's um, an expensive price right? oh my god it's fu- it was it's fun so to like think money. that like a thousand years ago some like like monk with a funny haircut no literally was like sitting in a dark room like yeah trying, writing this thing <laughs> yeah exactly that's the pen on the paper sound what well, was ink so oh was sorry ink. but anyway um, what else was there that was cool? Um, they have, um, for for my uh, Civil War heads out there, oh, man. Um, they had a jacket worn by General William Tecumseh Sherman <laughs> no way. during the Georgia campaign. That's crazy. Yeah. He's one of the coolest. <laughs> Did they let you try it on? <laughs> it would have fit me. He was oh like a little God. guy. He was small. Um, he's, he's one of the cooler, cooler world war, not, sorry, not world war, civil war generals for sure. He's, he's a really cool guy. That's really funny. He, um, he was like, why aren't we like just burning down every plantation we see guys? What are we doing? And that's what he started doing. Yes. He he was also one of the first guys to, um, talk about a scorched earth campaign. uh, Talk about a a scorched earth campaign. No, for real. For real. That's because he, he He scorched the earth. Yeah, exactly. He also um, was one of the generals that um, did like land redistribution. He like gave That's freed so slaves like land, wow, which was taken back by the uh, Johnson administration <laughs> several years later. Uh, but it's still cool. Really cool that he did that. Yeah, he was a very he was a really cool guy. 
Um, That's awesome. We should go take that jacket. Dude, people are, dude, there's still lingering resentment over like Sherman. In like parts of, in parts of the South. No way. Yeah, straight up, bro. People are still mad about the Civil War. Can we chill? That's crazy. I mean, part of it is because of like the a lot of like history of the Civil War was written by Southerners. And so, like they they like paint it in a particular way. Oh, I see. Right. I see. I see. I see. Yeah. Um, what else do they have there? Um. Those are the most significant, significant things I remember. That's cool. Um, That's they had, they actually had some things stolen from oh the rare, God. the rare books Guys, library. Don't steal from the they rare books at one library. point had a bunch of guns and swords that were Sherman's, and they got stolen. Whoa! At one point, they had a letter. Who stole it? I, they have no idea. These what? were never recovered. They were stolen in like the sixties or seventies. Oh my God! How do you get away with that? Walking out of the Falvey Library um, with a, a sword. sword? It Guys, was, come on, really? It was it was the seventies. I don't know, man. <laughs> Everyone was too hopped up on whatever they were hopped yeah. up on to notice. Um, they also had um, a letter written by George Washington that was stolen. Oh my God! Yeah, someone folded up and put it in their pocket. <laughs> <laughs> they took it home to their roommates. They were like, "Guys, let's put this on the wall. Isn't this cool?" Yeah, art theft is so weird because, like, who do you sell the stuff you steal to? Yeah, like rich people. Rich people, I guess. Yeah guess so anyway but yeah. yeah that was fun i had a good time in the rare books library fun yeah, yeah go check out the rare books library yeah it's it has like it's open on like for like two hours on wednesday and then like two hours on thursday most of the time it's like not available to just access but whatever um my other classes are going good too yay my class on uh, dante is going good <laughs> talking a lot about hell whether it exists or not uh, it's cool questions and very very cool stuff and then uh being human in a technological age i have to write an essay for yeah ryan's gonna write an essay after a radio show today yeah. he needs to go grind an essay out that's that's fine it's a short essay yeah you could do it yeah but it's going good too it's a really interesting class yeah yay yeah so uh how about you allison how are your classes going pretty good um asl is probably my favorite one i really like taking asl really neat um and then i'm taking probably my second favorite is my um philosophy capstone class mm. we're talking about the um ethics of adoption the class is called blood love and family the ties that bind Ooh, it's a sexy a good, name good right name, yeah. so everyone right was like i needed to give it a sexy name i was like girl you did yeah. like she ate but it's a really interesting class um we're talking about kind of what establishes parenthood what parental rights and responsibilities look like whether adopted you know parent-child relationships are as valid as biological parent-child relationships and why and what the importance of biology and genetics are it's a really interesting mm. class and some people in that class um i'm not gonna lie have opinions i do not agree with wow <laughs> but at least i'm glad people are like in engaged and voicing their opinions because i found that so many people in philosophy classes here are just lazy and they don't say anything oh God. no just yeah. no one participates but this is like a seven person class and people actually talk and like say what they believe so it's really cool to hear people's perspectives and be like actually i don't think that's right um Nice. But yeah, it's interesting. Uh, this past week, we were looking at the different religious traditions approaches to adoption. So mm -hmm. Judaism, Islam, Protestantism, and Catholicism. And it's really interesting, um, especially the Catholicism one, because I was like, oh, because Judaism says 
that an adoptive relationship is not a legitimate relationship. It's like long-term foster care, basically. Mm-hmm. And Islam requires, um, unless it's very specific situations, requires the, if it's an adopted daughter, she has to observe hijab around her father and brothers. And if it's an adopted son, then the mother and sisters of the adoptive family have to also ob- observe um, hijab. So it's not like, uh, it's not considered the same as a biological relationship. Mm. And the explanation for that is like oftentimes um, you can engage in like romantic relationships like adoptive siblings can whereas biological siblings obviously cannot um but i was like oh i was like that's kind of like dumb i'm sure catholicism has like a better take on it but catholicism's approach to adoption is kind of problematic as well Mm. insofar as it's founded in like well better adoption than abortion so do adoption um and it's also perceived a lot of the times as a solution for infertility which it also you you can't do that um because they they hold at the same time that they should reduce the amount of adoption that happens because children have a right to be raised by their biological parents but also that it's a good solution for infertility and it's like you can't say that you have the best needs of the child in mind but also you're like passing out children to infertile couples to like solve their infertility Mm. Um, I don't think that's a good way to do it. But the Protestant um, reading that I read was really interesting. It was based in the idea of adoption as like um, just like agape, an extended form of that like intense parental love. Mm-hmm. And I really liked that idea. I think that's probably my favorite um, mm-hmm. approach that we've read. But yeah, it's a really, really interesting class. Um, I'm learning a lot. I wonder what the Mormons have to say about, about adoption? adoption. Interesting, actually. I'll look into it. They'd probably say, like, go go wild, <laughs> I would think, the right? The Protestants have, like, I mean, the Mormons have, like, don't they have, like, huge families anyway? Uh-huh. They have tons of kids of their own, so. Yeah, bring more in. What, what's, <laughs> what, what's, you know, a few more? Yeah. Yeah, um, but that's, it's really interesting. Um, and then my other classes, I'm taking paranormal psychology, which is cool. I like it. Allison uh, believes in ghosts now. I don't believe in ghosts now. I believe in ghosts less than ever. Some of Allison's relatives believe my in ghosts. My dad believes in ghosts. I was on the phone with my dad. I was like, do you believe in ghosts? And he was like, yes. And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> I was like what? I was like, you believe in ghosts? And he was like, yes. He was like, my grandpa used to tell me when he was a kid, he saw... He's like, they didn't call them ghosts. They called them evil demons. I was like, okay, this is like further evidence that feudalism ended in Malta (laughs) in like 19, like 42. Stop. (laughs) That's so rude to say. No, but allegedly my dad has stories that his grandfather would tell him um, when he was little, he went out hunting in the fields. And one night they saw like the, the like rock rubble walls of the field, like, like come tumbling down and they ran home and they went the next morning and like everything was normal. I believe them. I, okay, first of all, children are so good at lying. And everyone's always like, oh, children don't know how to lie. They're too naive. Girl, children are malicious. Girl. They can be so malicious and so deceptive. Are you kidding me? No, I believe you. But yeah, anyway, I don't know if I believe my dad's story about I ghosts. Do. But Okay. <laughs> I, okay, I don't. I don't <laughs> think. I don't think ghosts him. exist today. Oh my god! But, but I think they used to. Please, how could that be possible? Like once modern science was invented, they went away. They got scared. Yeah, they, they were, were like, "No, nah, we're like, done." Um, but if anyone listening has any ghost stories, please send them in chat because I would love to. I do love hearing ghost stories. Yeah. No, um, you, you get scared. 
no I, actually now that i don't believe in them anymore <laughs> i'm not even scared anymore um i'm i'm like sorry this song is so good the stardew valley music is so good but anyway um yeah i feel like i'm much less inclined to believe ghost stories now actually the class has made me a more like critical thinker you know what i mean but what like paranormal activity do you believe in um i don't think i believe in any of it to be honest i don't believe in i don't believe in ghosts or spiritualism i don't believe in any of the mental capabilities like esp clairvoyance telepathy i don't believe in those um i don't believe in like psychics or mediums i don't believe in like the bermuda triangle or the loch ness monster or like bigfoot i had bigfoot i'm still on the fence about i yeah. don't know about like why we don't have any skeletal record but but anyway Did you know that uh, i'll keep thinking 90 percent of the primate fossil record is un unfound undiscovered that's interesting I'll, I'll i'll think about bigfoot a little bit more critically but um yeah a lot of the evidence is just like shoddy when you like think like when you actually go in and look at it and it's like hmm the thing with the bigfoot stuff i got deep into bigfoot lore for a period yeah ryan really got obsessed with the bigfoot stuff for a while and okay if you get deep enough into it you sort of have to like tell yourself that there's some weird government organization <laughs> you that covers it up like you there's no other way to get around bigfoot stuff there has to be like like a men in black style organization yeah that like covers up the something that i would love to talk about though that we talked about yesterday in class which was so interesting is so i'm sure you've had an experience before or heard someone else have an experience where they or someone they know had a dream that came true mm. right oh my god you got in a car accident i dreamed about you in a car accident like a few weeks ago um and when you look about, like, some people take that as concrete proof, like, oh, like, there's some sort of, like, seeing the future, forethought, mm -hmm. whatever. But there's this interesting idea in paranormal psychology called multiple outs. Um, so I'll explain that in a second. But first I'll explain basically how dreaming works really quickly. So dreaming happens during the REM stage of sleep, which is mm -hmm. rapid eye movement. Mm -hmm. You have four to five REM periods a night. And during REM, you have, like... 50 dreams in a 20 minute cycle because dreams only last a few seconds mm. so you have 50 dreams five run periods a night 250 dreams a night wow and you only recall if you wake up during REM sleep so mm. you only recall like 0.001 of your dreams maybe like everyone dreams you might not remember them because you might never wake up during REM sleep mm -hmm. but you have tons of dreams so that's first of all you have a huge sample size of dreams that happen but you can't remember that don't come true whatever but the other interesting thing about like why dreams aren't necessarily like predictive is because of this idea of multiple outs so let's say you get you have a dream that like that your your I don't know your roommate is gonna get in like a car accident right so the first multiple out is like there's no specified time frame right this could happen tomorrow a week from now a month from now or a few months from now and you could still say oh I had a dream about you getting in a car accident also 
there are multiple different types of incidents that could trigger you being like, I had a dream about that. Your roommate could text you that they got in a mild accident, in a serious accident, very nearly avoided an accident, witnessed an accident. And all of those things will trigger you to be like, oh my God, mm. I had a dream about you in an accident. You know what I mean? So it's like, it's not one prophecy that's coming true. Right, right. It's like one thing open to multiple interpretations, any of which could be triggered at any time in the future that can cause you to harken back and be like oh my god i dreamed that and it came true and it's like no you didn't dream that you you dream something that like fit that prediction perhaps yeah um and also just with randomness you have over seven million dreams in your lifetime if you live if you live to be 85 like randomly a couple are bound to like actually resemble something that happens in real life like of course um, but yeah, I just thought that was so fascinating. Cause I was like, I never even thought about that. Cause that seems like, you know, if someone like says that to you, like something happens to you and they're like, Oh my God, I dreamed about that. Like that kind of seems like real, like, Oh my God. Wow. Like maybe they can mm-hmm, see the mm-hmm. future, but like, no, there's a lot of different things that could be. Um, are you one of the people that I know who like your family, like someone told your mom, like you're going to have another sibling. Oh, I, I I told my parents was like, oh yeah, mom's gonna have another kid. You you told them that. Yeah. Was she already pregnant at that time? I don't know. And you were like, and we're gonna name her Bella, right? Yeah. Didn't you say that? Well, I I brought that into existence. <laughs> like I like yeah. So that, that was a self fulfilling the whole thing. But. I feel like I've heard a lot of those stories too, and that's the thing too. It's like, oh, you're a kid, and you know other kids have siblings, and you already had a sister, and so it's not like out of this world for you to be like we're gonna have another sister you know what i mean because i feel like people cite those stories as like creepy evidence of like oh my god our children are like clairvoyant and it's like no like kids just say stuff yeah they do they do not to diminish a cool family story but another like i guess does you have you talked about like people talking about like ooh like miracles like oh god we actually haven't talked about miracles yet no i find all of those so (laughs) so silly like okay oh like my oh my god like our our daughter was sick and we prayed real hard and then she got better and that was god like no i don't believe in that just because i don't believe that god like sticks his finger no, every once in a ridiculous. while into the world god's never ever done that before. that's really because then that makes you question like what did they do that led god to intervene on their behalf but like Why when my daughter was sick god and dying do- god didn't help me yeah no god doesn't do anything god like doesn't that. do stuff like that i don't believe in like I don't know if my parents are listening. Yeah, I, just kidding. I believe in it, but um, like if that's okay. I also, like very if odd. that's what it took. If you're like, wow, that's why I believe in God. Then you don't actually believe in God. That that's like that's not how you get to believe in God. That's yeah, like very, that's, on someone doing like a that's like a miracle for you. That's incredibly weak. That's like Protestantism. That's stuff like, right there. <laughs> like we what can't are be you? bashing Protestantism. <laughs> on here. Nothing's wrong with Protestants. We love you guys, but. No, it's ridiculous. That's like only being someone's friend if they do like favors for you. Yeah, no, because you're, you're you're approaching religion the way you would approach science, which you can't. Yeah, do yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. You can't do I agree. that. I agree. So. But yeah, no, I don't know if I uh, miracles. Um, I have to evaluate the evidence a little more. But I think that like just by randomness or chance, like those things happen. Uh-huh. Like there's still parts of medicine that we don't like understand fully. Yeah. Like it may seem like miraculous like there wasn't a high probability of someone surviving or anything and they did but 
there was a chance. Yeah. There's always there's always like a, like a. S- and I'm not saying that prayer doesn't help because I think prayer is important in like, even if it has the placebo effect of like making, like it brings a community together, right? It might make you feel like spiritually and like emotionally stronger. It might give you like a, a stronger will to recover, like a better attitude and outlook. And I'm not discounting the importance of that, but I don't think God is being like ear to the ground. Let's see who needs the most prayers right now. Okay. You're healed. Yeah. Because how would that work? How is that fair? No, it's not. Yeah. The response would be like, well, God works in mysterious ways. But you can't believe in like free will and also hold the belief that like every once in a while, God will meddle around a little bit. Puts his fingers in there. Yeah, he's not like Zeus. No, exactly, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, do you wanna do you wanna end off soon? End off soon. Up to you. You have a meeting soon, right? At three thirty. Yeah, in okay. like twenty minutes. Um. Oh no, in like ten minutes. Yeah, we can hang on for a little bit more. Yeah, for a few more minutes, and then we'll call it. Um, uh, we don't have any content. We were just chatting. Wait. I got I got a bit. I got a bit. Yeah, go for My it. My ears are getting sore from the headphones. Really? Like straight up. They're hurting yeah. your ears? Oh, no. All right, let's see. Let's yeah, see. what's Ryan's bit that he wants mm-hmm. to do? What's like what's what's trending right now? We got to stay topical. We're going to do like some topical topical stuff, topical comedy. What is um borderline personality disorder? I was meaning to ask you that. Borderline personality disorder. Um that's a tricky one. Um, let me, oh, I don't know why I just closed our music. Let me look it up um, so I can make sure I don't give you the wrong information. Yes, thank you, Alice. Okay, I thought so. So it's characterized mostly by instability, um, unstable moods, behavior, and relationships. Um, so it, it's, that's a really difficult one to, to kind of navigate. Um, feelings of worthlessness, insecurity, impulsivity, impaired social relationships. Um, it's kind of like extreme emotions. Like if someone like, I've seen like TikToks by people who have BPD um, and it's like they'll text their friends and if they don't text back right away, they're like not not in like a ironic way, like in a serious way. They're like, my friends hate me. This is the worst person ever in the world. And then as soon as they take it back, they're like, oh my God, this is the best friend ever in the world. Mm. Like it's characterized by emotional, like dysregulation of intense highs and like, like low lows. Interesting. Yeah. Why do you ask? I was listening to a podcast and they were mentioning oh, it earlier. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Nice, thank you, Allison. Of course, you're welcome. Uh, so, um, Villanova University Tech Crew holds office hours every Friday from noon to 4 p.m. <laughs> in Tolentine, 009. Office hours are open to everyone, both current VUTC members and students interested in joining. Uh, if you're not able to make it during office hours, but you'd like to discuss something with VUTC, or otherwise schedule a training and or meeting, please contact them at contact at VUTC.com. Indeed, indeed.
Okay. I guess we can sign off and call it a Friday. I'm sure All you're right. eager to start your essay. Yeah, I've yeah. Got my meeting soon. So thank you for listening, Villanova. We appreciate you guys tuning in, um, even though... <laughs> A little bit of an off episode. A bit for of an us. off episode for us, yeah. That's We're okay. We busy we did, and tired. We did good. It was interesting. We had some fun stuff to talk about. <laughs> Indeed. All right. I guess we'll see you guys next week, hopefully, with a new copy of the Villanovan. Um, yes, enjoy yes. Parents Weekend. Have fun visiting your families if your families are visiting you. Um, and that has been Please Tune In. I'm Ryan. And I'm Allison. And this has been Please, Please Tune, Tune In. in. Bye-bye. Back to your regularly scheduled programming.
Villanova University's WXVU Villanova. Visit our all-new website at WXVU.org. We're on air serving the main line at 89.1 on your FM dial. Or stream us anytime, anywhere on the Radio FX app. V891, The Roar is proud to announce that we can now be heard on 89.1 all day, every day, for the first time in Villanova's history. Listen to our programming anywhere in the main line on 89.1, 24 hours a day, seven days a week with our now full-time FM signal. And stay tuned for details of how WXVU plans to celebrate this exciting milestone. From the newsroom, this is WXVU News Director Gabrielle Rafoul with your weekly Mainline News Minute. The Radnor Township Board of Commissioners have approved a single-use carry-out bag ordinance, effective Thursday, September 15th. Retailers and residents have six months to comply with the new ordinance. Bags used to package bulk items like fruit and vegetables, newspaper, and laundry bags are exempt under the ordinance. Several municipalities in the region have banned single-use bags, including Philadelphia, Easttown, and Haverford Townships. Additionally, Narbeth and Westchester boroughs have banned single-use bags. Retailers may provide recyclable bags, however, residents are encouraged to bring their own bags. Under the ordinance, retailers who violate this law would carry a $50 fine for the first events, a $100 fine for the second events, and a $200 fine for the third offense. With this week's Mainline News Minute, I'm Gabrielle Rafool from the WXVU Newsroom. Villanova's ACS Concert Series presents an evening of Brazilian jazz with Minas. Wednesday, September 28th at the Mullins Center for the Performing Arts. Minas blends north and south, creating original music that is both evocative and imaginative. Brazilian guitar, jazz piano, male and female vocals, English and Portuguese poetry. Tickets are required, but the event is free of charge. Contact the Mullen Center box office at 610-519-7474 or email mullenboxoffice at villanova.edu and enjoy a night of Brazilian jazz with Minas Wednesday, September 28th at 7 p.m. at the Mullen Center. This is an important message from the Mine Safety and Health Administration. Mining fatalities, accidents, and injuries are preventable. Taking a minute to approach your task safely can protect you and your fellow miners from injury and death. Staying alert and focused can keep you safe. Do it safe. Do it right. Whether buckling a seatbelt or securing equipment, these quick safety measures can prevent injuries and fatalities. Take time. Save lives. For more resources, visit MSHA.gov. Listen to WXVU for programming through our partnership with Philadelphia's Germantown Radio. Tune in every Saturday at 1 p.m. for the InfoHub Radio Hour, a community journalism resource to share information and stories of and for residents of Germantown. For more information on Germantown Radio programming, visit gtownradio.com. Now, here's your three-day weather forecast for the main line. Sunny today and feeling like fall, a high of 63 degrees. We'll see mainly clear skies tonight, get down to 45. Mostly sunny for your Saturday, a high of 70. And on Sunday, we'll see morning sunshine, followed by the threat of scattered thunderstorms in the afternoon, a high of 75. 
Here comes another 30 minutes of the right mix of music from today and yesterday. Here on Villanova's V891, The Roar. <laughs>
in the middle of 30 minutes of the right mix of music from today and yesterday on Villanova's V891 The Roar.
Nick Langan. I'm the program director here at WXVU, and you're listening to V891, The Roar.
V89.1 The Roar welcomes the members of the class of 2026 to Villanova. i 
89 won the Roar Fall 2022 show lineup is now live. The show schedule is available at WXVU.org and we'll be adding new programs all semester long. We're your home for everything Villanova. V89 won the Roar. Now for your new music minute, I'm WXVU Barricade blog editor Owen Hewitt. Taylor Swift announced a new album during an acceptance speech at the 2022 MTV Video Music Awards. The album, Midnight's, is slated for an October 21st release. The pop icon posted the cover of the album to her Instagram later that evening, confirming that the record will have 13 tracks. Swift calls the album the stories of 13 sleepless nights in her Instagram caption. The Foo Fighters held a tribute concert in London on September 3rd, honoring their late drummer Taylor Hawkins. The show is available on demand on Paramount Plus, as well as Pluto TV and MTV. Members of Queen, The Police, The Pretenders, and Oasis appeared in the star-studded tribute. Paul McCartney also made a surprise appearance at the end of the show. Proceeds from the concerts will be split between Music Support and Music Cares, two charities chosen by Hawkins' family. Now for new releases coming this month. John Legend will release his album Legend, September 9th. Death Cab for Cutie will release their album Asphalt Meadows, September 16th. And Freddie Gibbs is releasing Soul Sold Separately, September 30th. Thanks for tuning in to the New Music Minute. I'm WXVU Barricade blog editor Owen Hewitt. <coughs> Do you constantly find yourself sounding like you were coughing up a lung? Do you find yourself impatient, cranky, with a short attention span? It could be time for you to quit juuling. You may not consider yourself a smoker because you aren't smoking real cigarettes. However, most people don't know that a single jewel pot contains as much nicotine as a whole pack of 20 regular cigarettes. This can have lasting impacts on your lungs and overall health. Nicotine changes the way the synapses in the brain are formed, which is a fancy way of saying your brain communication is being altered. To be as sharp-minded and as healthy as you can be, it is time to quit juuling. Here are some ways to help you leave those pods behind. Try adding more physical activity into your daily routine. Exercise helps. Try to distract yourself from your cravings. Take up a new hobby like cooking, knitting, or hanging out with your friends more often to get lost in conversation. Find solutions to handle your stress so you are not tempted to turn to the jewel. It may seem overwhelming, but taking little steps like these can have huge impacts on your health. It's time to put down the pods. This message was brought to you by senior nursing students in the health promotion course of the Fitzpatrick College of Nursing, the Office of Health Promotion, and V89.1 WXVU Villanova Radio. V89.1 The Roar is proud to feature new and upcoming artists. Listen every Thursday at 10 p.m. for New Track Thursdays, our curated playlist featuring lesser-known musicians spanning across multiple genres. Send in your suggestions and requests to WXVU891 at Villanova.edu. And check out our new track Thursdays every Thursday at 10 p.m. on V891 The Roar. Shoot him down, turn around, come on, Monet. 